into the contest. It's Monday the 17th of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by Shane Lee. And Shane, a couple of aching muscles, <laughs> but all for the good for you today. I'm very sore. It was, it was tough getting out of bed this morning, Tim. I uh, got back into my fitness yesterday after a, a very relaxed Christmas. Uh, I started with going to the gym in the morning. I tried to run on the treadmill. Mm. I then went and played golf and did a bit of swimming, and I could hardly move today. There you go. Mm. Yeah, I, I know your pain. <laughs> I haven't quite gone uh, up to scale one of the fitness, but I began by playing backyard cricket with and my son scored 186 and I've really hurt my shoulder. So I'm starting from a very poor position. Uh, anyway, that's for us in 2022. We have a great charity auction, of course, running here with Afternoon Sport, the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation, who raise funds for important cancer research. That's where the money's going. Some amazing items, including a 2021 signed New South Wales State of Origin jersey. And of course, the Mighty Blues won the title in 2021. Just go to afternoonsport.com forward slash auction and get on board we have a huge show on the way Novak bye bye he's on his way but hasn't it been an absolute mess and the English team how are they going to be received back home in England Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Shane, look, England looked like they were on track, uh, well, sort of. Uh, um, none for 62 and, uh, you know, chasing a relatively moderate target but on a real green top and then, oh, Calypso, Collapso. Yeah, they just imploded, didn't they, Tim? Um, I think they got to none for 68, actually, and all out for 124 um, and just wrapping up the series 4-0 for the Aussies and, look, the Aussies were one wicket away from a 5-0 win here, and uh, but to lose nine for 42 was just really embarrassing. Travis Head uh, was made player of the match for that brilliant 100 um, and also player of the series. Look, the Aussies have unearthed uh, some fantastic talent, uh, Cameron Green in particular. He got the first three wickets yesterday, bowled really well with that ball. He's so tall, almost two metres tall, and uh, hitting the seam and, and catching the edges and a couple of inside edges onto the stumps. Uh, but the Aussies just dominate in the whole series. England now have to go home, and and they should hold their hold their heads down because uh, it, it was a really embarrassing performance. It reminded me, Tim, when I was playing county cricket in 1996, and you you pretty much play every day, and it gets to a point in the game where you can't win. They used to just throw the tail in, and and the Poms mm. did that last night. That that tail didn't give any fight at all. Stepping away first ball, it was really really embarrassing, and um, and they shouldn't be proud to be wearing that England cap at all after that performance last night. 
Yeah, and it was very English wicket, wasn't it? Yeah, and they they decided to bowl first, and like with the ball, they did they did fine. It's just this batting. Travis Head, who is the captain of Sussex, obviously played mm. a lot in these conditions, and he 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 shone, and he was the highlight with the bat. But none of their guys did. No, they didn't, mate. And um, look, they lost. They had collapses every match. I think they they lost ten for sixty eight. Uh, in in the match before, and you know it's seven for fifty two down in Melbourne, they were just all over the shop. And uh, but just the way that I know it wasn't the tail's fault. And uh, Wood bowled really well, taking his six wickets. And he tried hard, and I think he gets a big tick the way he played this series. But the way the tail batted the night was just like, well, we've had enough. Our batters have failed again, and I'm just going to step away and get bowled first ball. And to me, that's not good enough as a Test cricketer. How do they rebuild? They're they're eighteen months away from. A home series. We know the Duke ball is back in their hand, but Jimmy Anderson maybe, maybe not uh, going to be there. It'll be close to forty. Yeah, I think they need a clean out. And just the way that Root spoke after the match, he was sort of quivering. Uh, he was lost for words. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to rebuild under him. He's a fantastic batsman. Don't get me wrong. He played really, really well um, for the whole twelve months, and he, and he look, he, he performed pretty well here in Australia too. Still hasn't scored a hundred on our. On our shores, but as a captain, I just don't see him as a great leader and an inspirational leader. So I don't know what the answer is, but I don't think they're going to really re- rebuild under him. What a triumph, Pat Cummins as captain uh, after all the drama involving Tim Payne prior to the series. He wins it 4-0, almost 5-0. But even Pat Cummins sledges nicely, doesn't he? Like Sam Billings, <laughs> who came in, did a very good job with the gloves for England. Uh, he used to play with Penrith out with Pat years ago. Yeah, that's as bad as nasty as Pat Cummins gets, unfortunately. Um, he just sent Sam Billings. They played together, as you mentioned, uh, for Penrith. Um, and he just sent him a scorecard of their last match together, and Sam Billings scored a duck, and Pat Cummins scored a hundred. So, but that's as bad as nasty as Pat Cummins gets. But I tell you what, Tim, you're right. He he did a fantastic job job as captain. And last night when he smelt the blood in the water, he stepped it up. He started bowling 145 plus and really putting the pressure on the Poms. And he wanted to finish that game last night, and they did that really well. Oh, didn't he bowl well? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Some fantastic wickets from Pat Cummings, of course. Um, like the highest wicket taker in the series, as well as being the captain of the Australian cricket team. Mm. And he added a few runs himself. Now, did you see that catch by Glenn Maxwell? <laughs> it was phenomenal in the in the big bash. He's, he, he's dived back, taking it with the wrong hand. I, I think he surprised himself. He is a, he's a great athlete, um, and... And does freakish things all the time. He used to call Ian Harvey the freak. Well, this guy's a bit of a freak too. And it was um, that sort of catch comes from I reckon he would have played a bit of AFL growing up too. So taking the speckies on the top of a pack. But uh, yeah, really, really good catch there. Yeah, the big show. He certainly put on a big show then. Now, some really encouraging news. Of course, we read and we had Chris Cairns on this program, the former Kiwi all-rounder, brilliant all-rounder. And then he had this uh, awful health turn and he's still not able to walk. But he posted something up on his social media showing some of the early signs of his rehab. So... um, it was it was hard to watch, but very encouraging. It was very hard to watch too, particularly for me. I'm a big fan, and and I think Chris Cairns is a lovely bloke, and uh, it's hard to see. I wouldn't say he's a good mate, but um, he was always a really nice guy to play against and and to chat to. Uh, but to see him going through that rehabilitation and after his stroke in his spine, um, he can barely walk due to the paralysis now, and. Um, 
yeah, it's a long, long way back, and, and fingers crossed Chris can, can make a full comeback. I don't know if it'll ever be a full 100% comeback uh, to you know, uh, normal life, but um, I know he's a fighter, and uh, I know he'll make the most of it. Yeah, all our thoughts are with Chris Cairns yep. as he makes the long march back. But, um, yeah, the early uh, the early positives of a, a long road back. Now, a changing pace, of course, the world of golfer. We saw Cameron Smith, the mullet, the mullet-wearing pie-eating Queenslander, <laughs> win the other day. There's another very exciting young name in Australian golf. Jed Morgan is his name, and he's he's broken a record of the great white shark. Yeah, Jed Morgan winning uh, the Australian PGA, Tim. He's only 22 years of age, uh, and it was a record held by Greg Norman, who won that tournament twice by eight shots. Well, he's broken a record. He won by 11, so he takes home a nice little 180K uh, for his efforts there. And uh, look, it's good to see Australians now. We're producing sportsmen, it seems to be, right now all around the world, in, in the world of golf. We've talked a lot about in the NBA. Our cricket's going well. So it's um, Australia's in really, really good space. We've got the number one tennis player in the world. So things are looking pretty good for us at the moment. Stay with us on Afternoon Sport, the Novak Djokovic fiasco. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. It hit a crescendo yesterday. Basketball and so much more. Well, Novak Djokovic finally on his way home, but uh, the lens, the glare, right on Australia. A lot of the tennis players are blowing up about the way it was handled, regardless of what you actually think of Novak Djokovic. The whole thing was shambolic and embarrassing from an Australian government and an Australian sport perspective. Many people are saying that Craig Tiley, who runs Tennis Australia, should lose his job over it, but boy, oh boy, it, it was just ridiculous. It was a circus for two weeks. It was, uh, and Craig Tolley will lose his job over this, I think, Timmy. But, uh, yeah, Novak Tokovic deported last night um, in order to pay costs, by the way, by this, by, um, by the court. Uh, yeah, it's just been an absolute fight. This only this leaves Nadal now as the only one left of the big three. Um, obviously, Roger Federer out due to injury. With Novak Djokovic, the world number one, not going to play, it opens up the whole tournament. But, yeah, it's... Um, I. Honestly thought he would get around this and, and somehow be able to play, but uh, I think it's really good that the government's come down hard, um, particularly after we always said at the start, what, what Melbourne and the Victorian people have been through to allow him to come into the country and just play and not abide by the rules would be a really big slight on our government. And um, the government had to had to do this and stand up and, uh, and deport him. Yeah, but... They handled it so poorly. They really did. And and the initial court hearing allowing him to stay, I I, I personally thought, you know, you've made your point. Um, He's done the wrong thing. He's won his court battle. Let him play and let the world move on. I I, I personally think, and everyone's got their own view on it, I just think from a, you know, a perspective of just turning it into an out-and-out circus um, that Alex Hawke shouldn't have done what he did. But anyway, it's happened. So uh, mm-hmm. let's just hope that there's there's no great dramas at the Australian Open because he certainly does have a big supporter base. On a more positive front, Tanasi Kokonakis, he's been plagued with injury through his young career, always had this enormous amount of ability, and uh, he got messages from Federer, even Djokovic, who was in, a, in isolation or in, uh, in immigration detention, sent him a note when he won at the Adelaide International. Yeah, and you called it, Timmy. You said it was the second comings of, of Kokonakis, and, um, and good on him, and uh, it's good to see that he has, has got a real special bond with Roger Federer, 
Federer said, congratulations, winning um, your first ATP tournament and particularly doing it in your home state. Um, mm. He said he's been playing on that court since the age of eight. Uh, he's gone there training before and after school and for him to win on that court in front of his home crowd was very, very special to him. And I think... You know, he's a smoky for this um, Australian Open. If he can continue this form, he's got a good game, all-around game, big serve, gets the net fast, and some of the passing shots he played throughout the last two weeks have been unbelievable. So come on, Kokonakis, get up there and, and let's have an Australian men's and women's uh, title for the Australian Open. Is that too much to ask? No, 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 no. <laughs> We've got to start positive. And the thing is, what, what, a, what a great signal to young people, to all people, mm. whether you're a sports person or whatever uh, stage of life you're at, it's just to never give up. It's, it's that case of he could have thrown the towel in so many times through the course of his career and he didn't do it. Now, on the subject of throwing the towel in, Barry mm. and Sonny, Bill Williams, let's get it on. It looks like a, a big fight in March. Big fight. March 23 is locked in. The fight mm. will take place in Sydney. Now, Sonny Bill Williams comes off. He's had eight fights um, and won all eight. Uh, we saw that um, Barry Hall went the distance with um, my, my mate, Mr. Gallen. Um, but I just think that uh, Barry Hall will win this fight. I just think he's tough. And I think he's going to prepare really well for this one. Sonny Bill has the, the size and, and I suppose he's been playing professional sport a lot sooner than um, Barry Hall retired quite a few years ago. But it's going to be um, a, a really big fight. I think Barry Hall's going to come out and uh, and I think he'll get the points against Sonny Bill. Big bustling Barry Hall. It's going to be quite yep. a fight, isn't it, if you love your mm. boxing. Now, in the National Basketball uh, in America, the NBA, uh, Ben Simmons, he's been a circus, a fiasco, if we want to look at those stories. But... Hopefully, they say a, a comfortable, happy home front can can bring the best out in people. He's uh, put a one point one million dollar diamond ring <laughs> on his fiance's finger, Maya James. Maya James, yeah, the UK TV presenter. Uh, one point one million. Was it? Two, it's two months' salary, isn't it, Tim? That you're supposed to uh, put into a diamond ring. So I think she's been ripped off, hasn't she? <laughs> well, he hasn't got much of it because of the way he's carried on. <laughs> she might have got a big diamond ring if he showed up after COVID, but um, oh, and didn't turn up with his phone in his pocket at training. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, look, look let's hope, let's hope, um, as you said, that he gets his home life in order, um, and she can have a positive influence on him, and um, he doesn't carry on like a sport brat anymore, and uh, and gets on with it because. Uh, there is a serious talent there, and you don't get paid those sort of dollars in the NBA unless you are of serious talent. And let's hope that he can turn his life around and fulfill all the expectations and, and potential that the guy has. We'll talk about someone who's made the most of their potential, Matthew Della Vadova. Delhi, uh, yeah. like he went over to the NBA and just fought hard. And of course, he was one of the stars of the Boomers bronze medal in Japan. He's had a career shooting night at, at Melbourne United. How good is it to see these NBA players coming back and starring in the NBL? Well, that's one of the reasons why I think we're producing really good talent overseas now, because these guys are coming back and committing to our our domestic competition, and he really turned it on and, and ironically turned it on against um, his boomers coach in Brian Gorgian, who was coaching the Illawarra Hawks, um, and he hit, hit his first five three-pointers um, all in a row, sunk them beautifully, took 19 points off the table and uh, had a bit of a night out. Yeah, finally heading back to the US, the Buffalo Bills, big win. The Buffalo Bills have absolutely destroyed the New England Patriots uh, in a record uh, NFL playoff. 
Josh Allen just for the Buffalo Bills just turned it on. Uh, five touchdown passes. They won forty-seven to seventeen and just crushed them. And now they take on and and we know Shad Wicker loves his NFL and he predicted that the Cincinnati um, Bengals Bengals will be the team. They could be a smoky. So the Buffalo Bills come up against them next week. Uh, in, a, in another big playoff match. But, uh, yeah, New England Patriots being absolutely dominated there. Yeah, we'll watch that uh, next game with interest. Now, to wrap it up, our moment of nostalgia for the day, Shane. And, of course, <laughs> we saw so many rain delays in the Sydney Test and they were on and off and those two ground staff, they, they became cult heroes, didn't they, really? But uh, you guys had a very interesting little examination one time <laughs> when it was raining. Well, this goes to show you how bored you get as a cricketer uh, when it is raining and you've got to try and work out things to talk about and and they can and can be bored for hours at a time. There was a particular um, debate going on in the change room at this particular time. Who had the biggest head out of Stuart McGill and a guy called Neil Maxwell? Because <laughs> 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 McGill wore a size, the biggest cricket helmet you could get, it went size three, size four, five, and six. Well, McGill had a size seven helmet without any stuffing. But Neil Maxwell's head looked a lot bigger. So we got the tape measure out. Um, another big contender in there was a guy called Phil Emery who had a big scone as well. So mm, all Emma's. the tape me- – yeah, Emma's uh, – we used to call him Bullhead because he had a massive head as well. But So uh, the actual um, – the title went to Neil Maxwell who had the biggest scone. The other smoky in there was a guy called Grant Lambert who the boys said he had the biggest head but the smallest face. <laughs> and they reckon he's the only guy who could wear a burka and you could see his whole face through a burka. But anyway, that's another whole story. But, uh, yes, the boys making uh, some silly uh, – We'll come out with some silly things to do um, when it's raining, mate, at the SCG. Yeah, it's a bit different to a game of cards, Shane. <laughs> Very much so. I can't see Dougie Walters and, and Rod Marsh doing that, but uh, you know, time, times had changed, mate, and I'm sure the kids don't do that these days either. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our fantastic sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our producer, the wonderful Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.